wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. You probably now have that tune swirling inside your head. You're welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of Q on Q. I'm sure there are many of you out there who have seen the Frozen movies many, many times, either by choice or because your six-year-old wanted you to replay it 400 times a day. Despite the catchy songs and phenomenal animation, there's a story in those movies. Two sisters struggling in their relationship with each other and in finding acceptance. Elsa bottling up her emotions, oftentimes because she felt like she had to. How many times are we involved in a situation where we're wronged or something unpleasant happens and we feel like we have to hold a grudge? Not just that we have to, but that we're entitled to. How many times do we keep any chance of reconciliation bottled up because we feel like we have to? How many times do we hold on to something, want control of a situation, or refuse to admit that something's gotta give? Let it go. Those are words I have sensed God speaking to me many times in my life, but especially in the past few years, and really in the past few months. Uh, We're at a time in our family where we're seeing a lot of changes. Uh, The kids are growing up, schedules are changing, responsibilities are morphing, and there's days that I just want to hold on to everything the way that it is because I'm familiar with it and it's comfortable, but it's something much more than that. So I'm a dad who's always felt that we've had a close-knit family connection, and to be honest, my kids are growing up. And though they're still just as close with us as they've always been, maybe even closer, I feel like I'm struggling a little bit right now with letting go. If you're a parent of a teenager or a young adult, I'm sure you know what I mean. We want them to stay little forever, but the fact is is that God has big plans for them, and we have to let them spread their wings and fly. So when I talk about letting go today, it's hard to necessarily narrow it down to one type of letting go. But what I do want to talk about is how I've addressed the process of letting go in all types of things. Because you see, no matter what you're letting go of, your kids, broken hearts, past hurts, it's all about a willingness to release. Let me explain. Whatever you're holding on to, if you go around dwelling on it, it's going to become all you think about. What if my child makes the wrong decision? What if, what if, what if? What if I make the wrong choice? Why did that person do what they did to me? You might not always understand. Most of the time we don't. Everything may not be fair. Most of the time it isn't. But when you release self-control of whatever it is, it's an act of your faith. You see, most of our kids aren't going to live with us until they're 50 years old. We have to let them grow up, trust that we've raised them to a life of faith, and that they'll continue to make wise decisions. By releasing, you are saying, God, I trust you. I know you're in control. All things are going to work together for the good of those who love and trust you. I'm somebody who always likes to be in charge. At many points in my life, I had a hard time saying no to every leadership opportunity. I also wanted to have some sort of control or say or decision-making responsibility in areas that, frankly, I had no business being involved in leadership with. Through years of focus, prayer, reading the word, following the path I think God has me on, I've been able to more clearly define the roles I should and shouldn't be involved in and learn to let go of things where I shouldn't really worry. There's power in letting go. It's okay to take your hands off the wheel and say, God, I'm going to let you drive now. Not just be my GPS, but be my pilot. You know the best path for my life. You see, God can see detours, shortcuts, the dead ends, closed roads, 
newly opened paths. The problem is, is so often we say we'll trust and we stay in faith as long as God does things our way. I love this analogy. There was a mountain climber who lost his footing and began to fall. He reached out and grabbed at some long weeds that were growing out of the rocks. And while he was hanging on for dear life, he cries out to God, Help me, O Lord. And God clearly speaks to him, Let go and I'll catch you. And the man responds, Anybody else up there have a different option? How many times do we do the same thing? We say, God, please help me. But here's how I want it to be done. In order to let God help us, we have to be willing to let go. We need to have a bigger view. What if God has something different? Better, bigger in store. Maybe God closes a door because we believe too small. I want to get back to my kids though for a minute. I've always prayed that they'd make the right decisions and for them to hang out with the right people and make smart decisions. But what if I was the one that wasn't being mature enough? Okay, that stings a little bit to say that out loud. But I just did what every good parent does, right? God, this is what I want for my kids. This is what I'll keep praying, and you'll make it happen. But we as parents have to be mature enough to put those dreams out in front of us and admit that though we know what we want, God knows what's best for our kids and for us in the process of raising them. If it doesn't happen our way, on our timeline, or under our conditions— I pray that we won't allow ourselves to be frustrated or caught up so much that we will want to turn the tables and take ownership. I want to take a few minutes and brag about my kids. Hi, kids. I hope you're listening to this. Um, my daughter, at the time of this recording, is halfway through her third semester of college. Has she made all the right decisions to this point? No. Has she had a perfect year and a half of school? No. None of us would have by this point, but here's the deal. She has grown so much, not just in her faith, but as a person and as a friend to others, as a Christian, as a musician. She's allowing God to work in her life, to show her the people she should associate with, to guide her in making decisions about her coursework and her career, to guide her to people of faith and a church of faith where she feels she belongs and can participate while away from home. She'll be 20 next year, and of course, as her dad, I want to hold on to that little girl that held my hand when we first walked into a symphony concert years ago. My son, again at the time of this recording, is a sophomore in high school, and admittedly, he's had a little bit of a tough year. Right now, he's finding his way, his place, his friends, his outlets, and he's made a ton of new friends this year, and some people that he's talked to for a very long time, or ones that he wants to talk to, are starting to become more acquaintances, or even in some instances, strangers. There have been times that we've sat down and talked for what has literally seemed like hours on end, and I've tried to give him life advice, and while many of the things I've said are needed in my role as a parent, sometimes it's just me having a hard time letting go. He's 15 now. Many of the decisions that affect him on a daily basis are made by him, and not for me to make for him. And, you know, especially in these past few weeks, when I've begun to really understand what that release means, we've seen growth in him, but also growth in our entire family. When we want something so badly for us or our kids that we're doing everything we can to make it happen, and it doesn't work out, it's easy to get negative, frustrated, or upset, and even turn on our faith. What's most important is that we're real with our kids, 
we stand on God's word and his promises for them, and that we never let that go. We have to realize for us and for our kids, God doesn't always take us from point A to point B. He might instead throw in point X in the middle. And though we may have the perfect mate picked out for our kids and the relationships and friendships that we want them to have, God has those people in store for them. The perfect life mate is out there, and in God's provision and his timing, the right people will present themselves to our kids. Whatever we're holding on to, whatever we wish to continue to control, what's going to happen if we let it go and release it? My answer is always the same. I don't know. And I know that sounds like a cheap cop-out, but I genuinely don't know. Because if I release it and let it go, it's out of my control. I give it up, and I give it to God. And I'm not God. And if we trust him to lead and guide us and our kids, he's going to provide the direction and the answers in the times and places that we need them. There's literally hundreds of times that trust, letting go, and moving forward are mentioned in the scriptures, but I wanted to just share with you a few of my favorites today. First is Proverbs 3, 5. This is the New Living Translation. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. And in Proverbs 2, part of verse 6 says this in the message version. God gives out wisdom free is plain spoken in knowledge and understanding. And in Romans 8.28, in the Amplified, it says this, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Life is not the random mess it may sometimes appear. In every detail of your life, in your kids' lives, God is at work all the time. He can take the worst and make it for the best. He can take the uncertain and make it the most confident thing you've ever experienced. The next time you get in your car, I want you to think of this. You have a big window ahead of you and a small rear view mirror to look back. What's ahead of you is much more present, much more important in the moment than what is behind you. Where things are going weighs much more importantly than where you've been and what you've done. But if you stay focused on what you see in the rearview mirror, you might as well get stuck there. And you'll probably miss something that's right in front of you in that big front window. So I'll ask again a question I asked earlier. Why are we so afraid to take our hands off the wheel and let God do the driving? I'm sure many of us have things that are weighing us down, whether it's concerns with our kids finances, a job, or something else. And I know letting go is not easy, but I challenge you today to release whatever it is to God. Make a decision right now that you're going to let it go. Letting go is giving up what is beyond our control to embrace what we can change. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and the first part of 19, God spoke to his people through the prophet Isaiah when he said this, Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. The people held so tightly to what they wanted to control or held on to what they knew from the past that they missed the new things God wanted to show them. God speaks the same truth to us today. Letting go isn't easy in the beginning because holding on is our natural response. But the beautiful thing about letting go 
is that it doesn't just change us. It has the power to alter those around us and those in the generations to come. So where am I at with all of this? I'm still learning. Um, I've been convicted of what I need to hold on to and what I need to let go. For sure, I need to trust more. I need to pray more and declare more. I'm human, and I'm a dad who cares about his family and wants everyone to live a life of faith, taking the path that God has for each of us. I'll never get completely to where I need to be because I'm human and far from perfect. Kids, if you're listening to this episode, know this. I love you more than anything and want God's grace and guidance to shine upon you. I hope we will never stop talking, never stop learning and growing together, and certainly never stop connecting. And when the time comes for me to let it go, that you'll lean on your faith and ask God to command your words, your actions, and your steps. And know that I will be there to support you every step of the way. So here I stand. Here I'll stay trusting in the God that is bigger than anything we may experience in life. Because, you know, the cold never bothered me anyway. Let it go, my friends. Thanks again for listening. See you back here next time, and we'll have more for you on cue.